Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello. Today, the topic of my talk is laziness. Laziness. Sometimes I think we need to talk about laziness. I think we need to talk about, in general, the things that make us struggle. The things that make us struggle because sort of talking about them and reflecting on them takes some of their power away. Some of their power. Laziness has a lot of power over us. So that's why I'm talking about it today. So I think laziness is probably a universal human trait. It tends to get in the way of our confidence and our strength. And laziness, it gets in our way all the time. It stops us from reaching our potential and achieving our goals. Sometimes laziness can almost be like a poison and really ruin things for us. Most of the time, it's not that serious, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it causes incredible struggles that don't need to be happening. In Buddhism, laziness is sometimes described as having three aspects. And in his book, The Bodhisattva Handbook by the Dalai Lama, he describes three aspects of laziness in this way. And I've, I've, seen this described in other ways, but we're going to go over how he describes it. The three aspects of laziness, or it could be also called the three kinds of laziness, I think, are number one, having no wish to do good. Number two, being distracted by negative activities. And number three, underestimating oneself and doubting one's ability. And I'll read those again to you just in case you missed it. The three kinds of laziness or three aspects of laziness. Having no wish to do good. Being distracted by negative activities. And underestimating oneself and doubting one's ability. I think that's a pretty good list of things that get in our way. We may not think of all of these as laziness, but it can be helpful to realize they come from the same place, the same kind of place. We often talk about how these can get in the way of our spiritual practice, but really they can get in the way of anything good we're trying to accomplish, whether that's trying to be a good parent, trying to excel in your career, trying to volunteer and help others, and of course also in your spiritual practice. Laziness gets in the way of all of these things. So, Beginning with the first one, having no wish to do good. This is when we know what the right thing is, and we just don't want to do it. And we've all had this experience. And for this, we can think of anything. Eating vegetables. Flossing. Paying attention to our kids when we really don't want to. Paying attention to our work when we really don't want to. And we can think of spiritual things too. We can think of spiritual things too. 
obviously, uh, doing our meditation practice, being generous, uh, showing compassion when it's not easy, comes up a lot, and many of many of the other things we do. We can be too lazy to practice virtue, as well as we can be too lazy to practice mindfulness. This is the laziness of, I don't feel like it. It's probably the main thing of this list that we think of when we think of the word laziness. It's just, I don't feel like it. So number two, being distracted by negative activities. I've seen this called the laziness of busyness. And I don't know if that works as well to explain it as this version. I like this being distracted version. That's when I'm not doing the things that I know I need to do because I'm distracted. I'm, for example, not eating vegetables because I'm too busy eating more chips. I'm not paying attention to my kids because I'm too busy arguing with strangers on Facebook. I'm lying to make myself look good instead of being genuine and telling the truth. I'm gossiping instead of focusing on my job at work. There are probably many examples of this, but those are examples of being distracted by negative activities. Arguing with strangers on Facebook is a negative activity. Eating too many chips is a negative activity. Lying to make ourselves look good, negative, right? And gossiping, negative. These are negative activities. And I know somebody might say, don't put value judgments on activities. And I know, but uh, these are just, think of these as examples and come up with your own of uh, things that get in the way of the good thing you could be doing instead. Okay? Okay. That's not to say that we can't spend time eating chips or scrolling through Facebook, but just that we should be mindful of what we're doing and what it's taking us away from. That negative activities might seem like a really heavy term to handle, but the point is that we know when we're indulging in things that aren't great for us, ourselves, and others. We know when we're doing that. We know when we make excuses. We know when we're doing things we shouldn't do. If we're honest about ourselves, we know. And if we keep ourselves too busy with things that aren't what we need to do, that can have a big impact on our quality of life, a bigger impact than we think. And it can, of course, if I'm in a spiritual sense, if I'm checking my Facebook first thing in the morning instead of doing my morning meditation practice, well, look, that got in the way, right? That got in the way. And really, I have the best meditation practice if I don't check Facebook first. Because if I check Facebook first or insert any random thing I could do first, um, that's going to distract me from the practice that I'm trying to do. That's going to distract me from following the breathing or doing the sadhana or or being fully present or whatever whatever I'm doing it's going to get in the way it's going to get in the way and it, especially if I scroll facebook before I meditate and I see somebody that says something that's wrong right so when somebody s- says something that's not factual that could just I could just be thinking about that instead of meditating, right? So it is important to me anyway in my practice. It's really important that I get up and I get to my cushion early, very soon after getting up. I get up and I brush my teeth and I go to the bathroom and then I go sit. And then I check my emails and I 
check my Facebook and I have my my energy drink. Yes, I drink energy drinks and go on with my day. So that is, um, what did we call it? Oh, being distracted by negative activities. We want to not be distracted by negative activities. So the third one, underestimating oneself and doubting one's ability. This is the idea of can't win, don't try. And this is an excuse, basically. It's thinking that you can't help everyone, so you may as well not try to help anyone. It's thinking that your kids are going to be messed up no matter what you do, so you may as well not try your best to parents. It's overall this thought that we all have sometimes. I'm not good enough. Sure, other people can be great parents, but not me. Sure, other people can good at, be good at their jobs, but not me. Sure, other people can have really good dietary and exercise habits and get healthy and not have to worry about heart conditions or whatever, but not me. I can't do that. And sure, other people can attain enlightenment, but not me. Sometimes we really believe these negative things about ourselves. Other times, they're just an excuse not to take action, not to take a certain action that would maybe be more work than the thing we're doing now. I could try harder, but it's probably not going to work anyway, so why would I? So, we've identified problems here. So, what can we do? That's the second question. What can we do? Is just identifying, the, identifying them enough? So, I think identifying them is a whole lot. It's a huge step in the right direction. But there's still, there's things we can do as well. For the first two kinds of laziness, a thing that helps is learning how to plan and prioritize. Sit down and write out a list of goals. Then remind yourself in whatever way you need to, not to let things get in the way. And this is harder than it sounds. We're going to have to remind ourselves again and again and again. But the truth is that just naming the problem takes away a lot of its power anyway, so it gives us some of that strength to remind ourselves and to do what we need to do when we realize what that is. The third kind of laziness can be a little bit more tricky. We have to learn how to have compassion and kindness and grace for ourselves. For some people, it's a lot easier to show kindness to others than to themselves. One thing we can also do is learn how to be mindful of our own intentions, to know when we're making excuses. So if I think I can never be a pitcher for the Royals, that's true. I'm never going to be a pitcher in baseball, right? That's not an excuse. That's just being honest. But if I think I can't handle getting a little bit healthier so I can play tag with my kids without being exhausted... I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I can get healthier and get that energy. I just don't want to. So I make an excuse that I can't. I say, oh, I'm 41. I can't possibly, right? But that's that's an excuse. And I don't, um, some people may have accompanying health conditions that mean that they can't get a little healthier, but not me. I don't have an accompanying health condition. So I could get fit enough to play tag with my kids without getting exhausted right away. I could. Think of your own examples, and I bet you have plenty. 
But again, I wouldn't shame anyone with a health condition that stops them from getting that level of fitness. This is, I'm talking to myself here, mainly. And I want you to keep that in mind. And think of an example that applies to you. If if the being healthier and chasing kids doesn't, think of something that does, because I'm certain you have something. I'm certain you have something like I have that one. So Buddhism teaches us that we all have the seed of awakening within us, that every human being has goodness at our core. And it's going to be a tough thing to grasp because we know ourselves. I know everything bad I've ever done. Everything. Warts and all. I know myself, right? Unless I'm being dishonest about myself in some areas. But if I'm honest with myself, then I know every bad thing I've ever done. And I know in this situation, I knew the right thing and I just wanted to do the wrong thing. So I did it, right? So then I think, how can I be good at the core of my being? But the truth is I am and you are too. And... That's the teaching. That's the teaching of the Bodhisattva tradition. We all have the seed of enlightenment within us. We all have basic goodness. It is it is the opposite of thinking we're fundamentally bad. No, we're fundamentally good. And we just have layers of delusion and emotional baggage that stop us from seeing that. So we have to learn how to work around those things. But fundamentally, you're we're good. You are worthy. You are worthy of love and respect and kindness from others and from yourself. You are worthy. You're worthy. And this can be such a hard thing to wrestle with, but this is true for everyone. You get there by realizing you're already there. And most importantly, no one gets left out. Everyone has the seed of awakening as their nature and that can be a really tough thing to wrestle with with other people, of course, because you see someone do something. You see someone that you think, oh, that's a horrible person. And then I tell you, well, they have the seed of awakening, too. And that, wow, that's hard to grasp, right? Right? Even that person, even that person has the seed of awakening. Even that person. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you, everyone, um, there's a quote I want to read to you, and it really speaks to me when we're talking about this, as it relates to other people, as it relates to accepting that other people have the seed of enlightenment, and it is, there isn't anyone you couldn't love once you've heard their story. There isn't anyone you couldn't love once you've heard their story. That is written by someone named Mary Lou Kaunaki. I have no idea who that is, but I do want to find out. Um, it's just a source of memes for me, but I really like that. There isn't any per anyone you couldn't love once you've heard their story. And I think that's something for us to reflect on as well. So um, that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.